So you can see in how much in our culture that we're, we're driven, we, we, we buy into this illusion of being and being enough, whatever that is, that enough looks a certain way. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I think you're more eloquent with this than I. Not doing enough or not? Yeah, just any of them. Like our, our culture really feeds into our egoic worries and, and concerns. You know, by uh, having uh, that we're supposed to look a certain way or not wanting to disappoint mm. people uh, can be a play between both not doing enough, not being good enough and, and having those concerns and worries rise up. Uh, you know, how many people in our lives do we know that speak pretty clearly? Oh, I'm, I'm a personality. I have OCD. I'm a workaholic. And this is all self-identified. And not even considered necessarily in a negative category. Sometimes it's like, you know, I'm going to put this on my resume. I am detail oriented. I am OCD. Um, Harold, this behavior of like, uh, you know, being a go-getter and um, not being, being driven, not, not quitting. And, and really it's, a, it's just such a clear uh, indication of people not feeling like they will ever be able to actually do enough or um, be good enough at something to be seen and appreciated for, for who and what they are every single day in the work environment or as parents. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's a tricky thing to be even in the category or in groups online on Facebook, on social media of parenting because there's a lot of judgment there, you know, like, you're you're not doing enough you're not a good enough parent and um and then leading to the feeling as parents through whatever stage our children are in of being alone on this parenting path am i the only one that that feels like i can't bake seventy-five thousand cookies for the bake sale this weekend and pick them up from soccer and go to work uh and and impress my boss it's just like this perpetual cycle of um reinforcing busyness uh, reinforcing that you're, you're probably not good enough. So, so how can you show up better? How can you show up more? Uh, where are you lacking? What are, the, what are the categories on your review sheet where you need to improve uh, your performance in whatever category? Uh, so I do think that we, we just fuel that fire as a culture and a society and a community for each other rather than you know, take a step back and say, wow, it seems like you think that you're not doing enough. And here are eight examples of all the things that you're doing. Like, like where are your friends that pause you in those thoughts and have you ask the question to yourself, like, where are all the scenes in your life in the last week where you were doing enough? Maybe you were even doing more than enough. Let me get this straight. You have four children under the age of 10, you uh, went grocery shopping, your house is mostly clean. <laughs> Everybody ate something. You know, that was all doing enough. That was all doing enough. And yet those aren't the conversations, generally speaking, that we have. Mm. We have conversations like, oh, you know, I have six loads of laundry to do and I don't want to do any of it. People are tired too. Yes. The unnatural busyness of our lifestyle. I, like yesterday, it caught my eye that two different times during the day I saw on Facebook two very different people, not 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 friends, and and one was was an image of a of a man in the meme, and then for another one it was an image of a female, and there was, it just said, "I'm strong, 
but I'm tired. Mm. Such a symptom of our culture. Yeah. I'm strong, but I'm tired. Mm. Um, and and you know when I when I think about when I think about Darlene's question of of I, I, I have a tendency to appease people, especially in a place of power, and I also have a perfectionist streak. The place that I find gives me the most information, like I'm just going to pretend that I'm Darlene in this instance because Darlene's not here to dialogue with. Let's say that I have the concern that, uh, or the awareness that I appease people in power and that I have the awareness that I am always, I'm a perfectionist. If you really want to understand your own tendencies, the simplest way to get at the source of what drives that is to then ask yourself, and that means what? Okay, so if I were Darlene and I wanted to kind of work through understanding my perfectionist tendency, the starting point would be to find a scene where recently you really had the thought, I, 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 I want to do this perfect. Okay, so let me um, find one that somebody shared with me recently. Okay. So I had a, a father who was talking to his son's teacher and left the interaction sort of wondering, oh, I wonder if um, that, that, that teacher is, is judging me. Mm -hmm. And so the starting point is that scene, right? In that moment, I believed that I was not good enough and I was less than perfect. I was not a perfect parent. I wasn't, I wasn't doing it right. Mm -hmm. So, so you want to start at a scene where you really experience this. If you want to meet with your mind with understanding, it doesn't happen by working with concepts. It only happens when you generate the actual event or scene where you believed that true. Okay, so I'm going to put myself in this scene now. So there I am. I'm walking, say, out of the hall. I'm walking down the hallway, leaving the school. I'm like, God, that was a weird interaction. Like, God, I, th I, th I, think, I think she really, that teacher really is judging me and for not making sure my daughter is doing enough of her homework, being looked down on by this teacher. And that means what is the next question I would ask myself. So then I'm just going to sit and just listen. And that means what? Well, it would mean then that this teacher doesn't really have very much respect for me as a parent. Okay. And that means what? Well, if they don't have respect for me as a parent, maybe they'll share with other educators at the school. Ah, mm -hmm. that mom, total, like, totally missing the mark on parenting there. Okay, so now I'm going to feel embarrassed. Oh, my reputation. Okay, so now, 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 now my ego is feeling, fearing exposure and I'm being talked about. Okay, so I'm being exposed as not good enough. Now other people, and they're talking about me. And that means what? It would mean that I would feel really embarrassed to see them. I would feel like small if I saw the other, other educators now in the hallway at, at my daughter's school. And I would feel, I would believe that I really, I would just feel like I'd want to, like hide and just not be seen. And that means what? It would mean that 
they're right, that I'm, that I'm, I'm really not good, that they're right. Okay, so that exercise allows you to just get at the, at the source of what's really going on. So it's sort of like, you could look at that first belief or that worry or concern of, I, 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 want, I, I, I need to be a perfectionist parent or whatever, as sort of like the top of a table. And all the other, and that means what, are like the legs holding up a table. They're like the supporting structures and beams of that. So it's never the top thought that is really the problem. It's the ones that are supporting it that allow you to really get to the heart and meet your mind gently with understanding. So it's kind of like there you are, and now it's like your root concern is exposed. And you're gonna feel that in your body. You're gonna feel it. It's like I could even feel it, feel myself like contracting and constricting as I was going through that exercise. When you get to that base place is an invitation to just sit with that for a moment and feel it, feel it in your body. Where else have you felt that? Like this is a really powerful meditation because it's not happening now. Right. Like you want to anchor yourself in reality. You're now on an inner journey. You're going to meet your mind and your, 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 your thinking with profound compassion and understanding. You can even allow that, those sensations to expand because this is the possibility and the potential for you to be with the discomfort and not turn to something to change the way you're feeling. Mm -hmm. To actually sit with it. To actually be with the discomfort that we usually so quickly turn away from. From there is a whole other series of, of processes and exercises. And the penny version of that, and this is the coursework that we do with people and we work with, with individuals one-on-one, -on -one, is to help guide them through the wisdom dialogue that then follows when you get to the source of what's what's at that fear, what's at that worry or that concern. From there, you start to you now can train your mind to enter into a wisdom dialogue inside. It could start with the question of, is am I absolutely certain that it's true that I'm not good enough, or how could the opposite of I'm I'm a terrible parent, be truer, truer. And you start to anchor yourself in reality. This is entering in, this is not a thought exercise. This is a contemplation, it's a meditation. It's a wisdom dialogue with your soul. It really is. And it can be, it's, it's really great exercise to practice with someone mm -hmm. so that you can start to get fluent in that. And, I, and we can assure you that the way out, you can't skip the way in. Mm -mm. You really can't. And it is, it is my firm conviction, experience, and belief that we cannot transform our habits, patterns, and addictions without this process of truly examining what we think and what we believe true, because that's what sources our anxieties. Mm -hmm. This is the source of anxiety. This is not the source of fear. This is the source of anxiety. And it's one of the predominant afflictions right now in our culture. Mm 